box jump, it seems like such an aggressive, I mean, I'm seeing people on a more one end of a spectrum, you know, I'm, and if I was working more with athletes who are sort of a little bit more sometimes indestructible than, or have a little more, uh, or even like in a different age range generally than a lot of the people that I'm working with, I'm, maybe I would see it differently. Hello, and welcome to Peach Pit Fitness Podcast, a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast Network. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am the creator of the Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast Network, and today, myself and my co-host, Meredith Mack, will dive into a very trendy uh, buzzword in the fitness industry and share our thoughts on the classics of 90s fitness. Today we are all about the big box. We are going to be talking about box jumps and then um, something really fun from the 90s which is step aerobics. And you know box jumps are pretty simple and straightforward. However, we take this conversation down the rabbit hole if you love mechanics and research and what we would say is like classic exercise science, then this extra, this episode is for you. If you have been told to do box jumps and you're not sure why, this is a great episode for you as well. Or if you are just a exercise science nerd like Meredith and I, don't be ashamed about, ashamed about it. Join us for this amazing conversation. We truly aim to be your guides in a new commentary on how fitness shapes our lives with our knowledge of and experience in exercise mechanics, strength training for women, anatomy, injury, and how the body adapts. Be sure to subscribe to the Think Fit Be Fit feed so that you don't miss these episodes and the opportunity to enjoy exercise beyond a superficial level. Hello, good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Jennifer. Jean Shorts, how are you? <laughs> I know. Couldn't yeah. resist that one. <laughs> it's good. I yeah. You know, I used to not think it was funny. Now I love it because it, it's yeah. Funny. I think it's cute. <laughs> um. All right, Peach Pit friends, we uh, left you. I hope with a lot of good questions about your exercise and how to look at the frog pump with a critical eye, you know, something that could help you with essentially any exercise. And that's our, you know, biggest hope for this podcast. You know, uh, let's say we can use this in just all different kinds of modalities and different trends and, you know, how to break down different machines and equipment. So we're going to take a jump over to something. That, <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, you know, that, yeah, let's move over to, you know, something that is more explosive, whereas the frog pump, it's very stationary and you're moving potentially one area of the body. And now we're going to move the whole entire body and look at something called box jumps. Yes. Um, so uh, do you have anything to add about our last episode, Meredith? I really enjoyed the conversation we had, and I really enjoyed going back and listening to it again. Um, I just think it's so interesting to have a, an opportunity in a space like this to really break things down and to try and get more clarity. Um, even as somebody who, who, you know, works out regularly and trains people and um, thinks about things this way, it's still really helpful to me to, to, to really sit back and like, look at something that I haven't had a lot of experience with. Like I have hadn't really done much with the frog pump before and, and just to look at it like from an objective standpoint, you know, not to judge it or so much, maybe a little bit, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but no, but to try to look at it objectively and is there a place where I would use this? Why? And if not, you know, to say that too. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to say, you know, I'm proud of us for like walking the talk because, you know, we do have 
our own opinions about exercises and we're encouraging people to have their own opinions. Yes. But we're challenging ourselves with exercises that we don't normally see um, in our week to week programming or programs. And uh, it's how, you know, I had to go back to some textbooks that are, you know, that I claim to be, you know, very foundational to how I think, but how am I, you know, if I'm not exercising that skill, then, you know, what am I doing except, you know, just using my microphone for, (laughs) um, for fun anyways. So, all right. Yes, I agree. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) So we have the box jump today and, you know, every, uh, session that we do here with peach pump, we're going to start with what is the nature of this exercise? And for this one, we couldn't really go back to, um, a single person using it a lot today because it's seen in what CrossFit athletic training. Um, we see it in the, uh, you know, body composition training, um, of course, boot camps, right. Mm-hmm. Um, where I Very think, ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. It's used in all kinds of places. So that is another difference from this time to last. So when I think about this exercise, um, we both kind of had the same idea. We went back to um, a text called Super Training, and that was originally written by Yuri Verchansky. Ver- I can't or something like that. <laughs> and um someone else, I can't remember. Melsef. Yes, Melsef. Yeah, an easy one. Um <laughs> <laughs> so um, but you know, I did pull the text that I have from Verse Kishansky. Um, his daughter has picked up his work. Okay. I think that is just super cool. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. And okay, so the nature of this, um, I said it depends on who you ask. Right. (laughs) Right. Go ahead. I just, one of the main things about this topic is, and, and, um, in doing some research and you had mentioned a YouTube video that you had watched, um, with Dr. Yeses, who I really came to enjoy. Um, but the, but really differentiating between, and I'm sure you're going to about to get into this, but like the difference between what the intention was, and it's not like we haven't all been doing, I mean, with running, that's a ballistic movement. That's a form you could say of like, um, plyometrics, <laughs> um, but really separating out what Verkoshansky was trying to accomplish versus what the exercise world has kind of like taken mm-hmm. and used in many different ways. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, so from a classical science perspective, we're taught the nature of this exercise is not necessary jump training, not explosive power training, but it's more about force absorption. So I guess we'll back up and say the visual of a box jump is you jump onto a box, uh, bringing both knees up. You know, some people can get full full hip extension. Other people aren't. They're just going to kind of hop up there. And full hip extension meaning standing, right? Yeah. If we had to. So you can imagine you know, just hopping up onto the box and landing with both feet on the box. And like knees bent, kind of like already in a squat position, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Or you can go, um, or it can be something as, you know, your full, you go up vertically, you're almost in full hip extension, and then you land on the box. So that would be a much shorter box for (laughs) Um, That was one of the things that I um, thought was really interesting. And I didn't get like a clear... And I mean, it's a choice to make, right? Um, in if we're looking at like sort of like jump training versus like classic mm-hmm. biometrics, there are people who are arguing which one is correct mm-hmm. and which what would be beneficial. I like to get into the YouTube thread sometimes and see what the you know comment how people are responding to certain videos. And there was a lot of like arguing mm. about what is really the right technique. Oh, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And again, back to this, like this classical view of it, um, is that we're saying classical because this guy literally wrote the book on strength and conditioning, um, out of, you know, Russian Olympic training. And that is kind of the birthplace of 
you know, as strength and conditioning as we know it, not kind of, it is. And so the way they use it at first, they call it uh, depth jumps, which actually means going down. So that's the opposite of what we're talking right, about. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, not to confuse you guys, but uh, it's it, it, it also means that like the perspective here is like that depth jump and jumping onto a box, depth jump, meaning you're on the box and you go down and land and you're kind of learning force absorption and technique that way um, is different than you jumping up onto a box. And so if somebody says that there's literature behind their box jump theory or their technique, they might be completely upside down about it because what is actually mentioned in a lot of the literature is the depth jump, which is the jump down. Yeah. Yeah. Should I clarify? I think that was, that was yeah. such an interesting point. And like one that I, I, cause I haven't really explored to be quite honest. Like mm-hmm. I don't work with a lot of athletes. And um, if I were doing something like this with a lot of my clientele, I would be sort of modifying it in certain ways. So it was really interesting to read more about the history mm-hmm. of that and have that differentiation. And also the differentiation, which you had mentioned about like, the idea was to do like a max of like 10 reps maybe. <laughs> and like what we see so much with like jump training today, especially in things like CrossFit and other workout styles is like hundred reps, like as many reps as possible. Uh, you know, all of these things where it's really taxing and it's more about endurance mm-hmm. than it is about like being super specific about the technique and really having um, a very specific goal in mind with the intention of enhancing mm-hmm. um, performance. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about this. Um, box jumps don't do squat for your strength. (laughs) Um, and you know, they don't do much for, um, you know, I guess, yeah, strength or size or, um, so, you know, that's like a whole nother thing. It's like, if you're using them as intended, which is like 10 reps with, you know, really, mindful execution and practiced and rehearsed execution, then 10 reps is, you know, it's for force absorption. And in sports, that's deceleration. And that is what carries over to sports, um, you know, according to my experience and the, a lot of the literature that I went through. Um, let me see my notes. Yeah. Cause I mean, there are people on the internet claiming that box jumps and explosive movements can build strength and muscle mass. And it just doesn't. Well, and it's like differentiating to like what kind of strength. So if we're talking about like power speed, I mean, maybe there are things that are, but right. Just in terms of like, there were so many claims as to what box jumps do everything from just, you know, burning calories, burning fat, Mm -hmm. increasing muscle size, all different kinds of, you know, um, but it could like, and I would be curious, you know, from your background as a soccer player, Mm -hmm. was this a part of plyometrics must've been in agility drills and a part of your training? Well, not when I was younger. I don't remember back then. Um, when I got to college, you know, we had a traditional strength training program and we, okay. we had a, like a curve set up, to be honest with you, we okay. in circuits around a machine. Oh, cool. That's fun. <laughs> and, yeah, and we did one lift, which was a deadlift, which okay. could make sense for soccer players because the hamstrings are, you know, constantly under tension from changing direction, basically. And Yeah. But in my time as like a program director, so for those of you that don't know, I ran and developed my own strength and injury prevention program that served, you know, in one season, like 400 uh, kids, like athletes. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. Eighth grade to high through high school. Okay. And, you know, they're competitive. They're training, you know, three, four times a week. They're training, they're competing all weekend, traveling the whole thing. And, you know, I, so, and then during that time, there was a surveillance study that came out. This is my like big claim to fame guys. Um, So there was a surveillance study that came out on athletic trainers. um, And it said for every, 
oh gosh, I can't, I think it was like 11 and a half hours of training total in the school. There was one ACL tear, like all the kids, like, so, you know, the numbers still ended up being like one in seven or one in eight of these kids uh, in high school will tear an ACL, whether you're male or female. Yeah. And the, the rate at the club that my program was under, um, you know, we were well, well, well under that. Um, that's really awesome. Yeah. So, and it's all documented and it's, you know, so depth jumps, uh, were a part of that, uh, box jumps were never a part of that training. Mm -hmm. And the reason I know this literature is because, you know, I've, um, had to present my thought process to my peers, right? So in order to do that, I have had to look at the literature or that's my standard and have to do anything. I just had, you know, I had the job. Right. Right. (laughs) And, um, you know, and, and throughout, many Instagram accounts for soccer players training and learning how to train themselves. It's all over the place. They love box jumps. They Mm. love unstable jumps. They love, Mm. um, you know, the BOSU kind of jumps. They love single leg jumps. And, you know, we did single leg work, but we weren't jumping off or onto anything. You know, if we were doing going up onto something, it was a very, it was a step up that I taught them that had to be done in a certain way, or they didn't get to it. Um, and that's coach Jen. I love (laughs) coach Jen. Those those sound like very smart principles, coach Jen. (laughs) So, um, you know, and, and so when we go into our critique, you know, what's the authority on all of box jumps, um, I'm going to go ahead and say, because of the nature of the literature of the classical science that um, Vershansky <laughs> and his daughter have uh, worked on, they, um, I'm going to say CrossFit is not an authority on this, you know, for me. Okay. I think that even though they are like, let's call them the purveyors of, of box jumps and, you know, they, um, I'm not going to call them an authority on it because their programming is well known to be more random than it is backed by thought process. Okay. You know I mean, um, so I think the authority is our, you know, our super training text and the, the work that has come out of that. In yeah. fact, if I were looking at any if personally, professionally, if I were looking at any strength and conditioning book and that didn't reference this era of, Mm -hmm. of work. Um, I would have very, I would have very serious doubts as to what they were, um, what they were basing their stuff off of. So yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's who my authority is on this. Oh, love it on the back. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't have that. I have a different edition. (laughs) This is, um, special strength training manual for coaches. Oh, okay. So, um, I'll read his bio real quick. It's right here. Mm -hmm. Um, is one of the greatest experts in the theory of sports training, whose ideas was implemented and expanded as methodology of special strength training and special physical preparation, long delay training effect. These are his, um, uh, theories that he's worked with conjugate sequence system, which is something that is very hot right now. They don't talk about it, but in that way, but, and block training system. So this is periodization, this is the beginning of it. For many years, he was the head of the commission that led the institutes of physical education and sports scientific research for all the USSR countries as well. These institutes elaborated the training systems for the high level athletes and allowed others to benefit from his research and findings. So then it goes on to, you know, the national Olympic committees he was on Mm. and things like that. But, you know, all this is, um, coming from his, uh, term, which is called shock method training. Mm -hmm. And that's from 1966. So, um, I definitely could go more into like, what is box jumps as far as like, I, I, I love this, uh, the conversations ones about force velocity. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the conversations about the inside of the muscle, the stretch 
you know, cycle that is happening when we're, you know, landing and muscles contracting and responding. Um, but, you know, all in all, my conclusion is that um, the box jump might be, is, is popular for a lot of reasons. And that the thing that matters the most when we're really critically thinking about our method, our technique, and maybe someone who's coaching us is, you know, that are they coaching us our response at the ground, our landing, Mm -hmm. because that's where this stuff really happens for, you know, in the, like, the microcosm of exercise, the moment. Um, And, you know, that's what makes them really sought after. What, do you have any conclusion? For like, from an athletic perspective and a training for like sports performance. Yeah, yeah. Because I I really do think, um, and I was thinking about how so many things that get popularized in the fitness world mm-hmm. are like watered down versions of an actual thing. So like yoga, you know, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are like very, um, you know, naturalists or whatever, like very, um, uh, purists in, um, and, um, and so there are so many different variations on yoga now, right? That a lot of people might look at and be like, that's not even yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think about this sort of the same way. I mean, like Zumba, right? Like that's, it's this um, uh, conglomeration of like all these different, like really people trained in these like dance techniques for years and to be, but we water it down and kind of make it fun. And like, this is fun. Go do it. It's it'll, you'll burn calories. You'll burn fat. You'll yeah. make friends. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, but that happened so much. It reminded me of like, um, a class I took when I was living in Oklahoma, uh, that combined ballet and Pilates and yoga. And, um, and I, and just as somebody who has taken like actual ballet classes in my life, I was disappointed because it wasn't, but I like, why was I even expecting that it was going to be like a ballet class? You know, it's, um, and so the, the box jump, it's like, and, and, and one of the things that the doctor, yes, this guy was saying was that um, even like Verkoshansky, like didn't want it even to be called plyometrics anymore. Like he wanted to separate, have it either be like the shock method, like you said, or, um, uh, and, and the other thing could be like jump training or plyometrics because it was so different uh, with the, the intended principles. And so like, let's just call it something else. Like, I don't really want to be associated with that. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, it's like, it's to me, it's not right. And none of these things, again, is like, it's like, not that it's, it doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it wrong, Mm -hmm. but like, why are you using it? Who are you using it? So like when it comes to CrossFit and things like that, it's like, is it just for everybody? Anybody who goes is expected to do this thing. Is it the same box height for everybody? (laughs) I read in a couple of places, people were saying that the reason you jump up to a box is because you are minimizing the forces when you land on the box. So like, instead of going all the way up and coming back down with that, but then you still have to get down from the box and how are you getting down from the box? So like in some of the things from CrossFit that I've seen, you're just jumping right back down. So if that's, well, you know, yeah. And like you said, how, how are you doing it? Is somebody there watching you and like really, um, critiquing your technique and making sure that you're doing it properly. Yeah. I wanted to comment on the watered down thing is like, yeah, why, um, you know, why would we, um, continue to, I don't know, call it a box jump again, like on the internet when, you know, everybody's got a different type of motion or a different intensity of motion and they all have the same name. And right, right. That that points to another huge problem in the. It would be cool to be able to differentiate. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna. Um, so, uh, well, this is just for sort of an aside, but I just wonder too, though, like about ego. Mm. Yeah. And how, like the, because I see a lot of like things as it relates to box jumps in terms of like how high can I jump, 
mm-hmm. what and putting stacking some massive thing that looks really impressive, right? If it's like a TikTok or an Instagram reel or whatever it is. Um, and so, like sometimes I think that we like to see those things because they're fascinating and but it's mm-hmm. it's like almost like the I just wonder how much sometimes um that plays into our exercise choices. Mm, Yeah, this is a good, yeah, this is a very good platform to kind of see that from, I think. Um, The ego says, oh, we have to be athletic or we have to, you know, reach this certain depth or height. And that, you know, what is, what is that doing for us? You know, what, what is the training benefit for just saying you're athletic when you also sprained your finger coming off the box, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and yeah, so I don't know what, you know, what, what's the, what, what's that going to give us in the end? Yeah. And it's, and it's not to say like anything other than to say that I think that that's also a consideration for like asking yourself, like, why, why am I doing this? Am I just doing it to prove that I can, am I doing it to like be the highest box jumper in the world? And like for CrossFit, right. There are medals for that. They have like competitions. True. 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 So, um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, uh, this, yeah, this, this is, Go, this could go in so many. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, like a... <laughs> well, you know, that's what this is for is the, the conversations about exercise don't happen um, with on Instagram where I'm, you know, looking at this, these girl, this girl's glutes and I'm like, oh, wow, look at that attachment point. That's really cool. <laughs> um you know, these conversations aren't happening as to why she's, you know, showing us her X, Y, Z, um, high intensity exercise routine, you know, these, so your, yeah, your mind is absolutely welcome to pitter patter. wander. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you for that freedom. Thank you for that license to pitter patter. <laughs> <And, laughs> um, you know, it's, yeah, because that those conversations just aren't happening. And that's why, you know, as as you've pointed out, like people um choose the exercise based on, you know, I want to look like that person. Right. Um, or that person might look like they know what they're doing, but we're, you know, the key term here is look like. Right. And not think if. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's what this is for. Right. So with that, I think I've got this little cheat sheet of okay. biometrics. And so it's broken down in, it's like a table. So we have the quality, the intensive, and it's like the, um, it says extensive, but I don't know what he means by that. Um, I'm going to just put, and I'm not going to work with that. So what makes sense is the quality, meaning what is emphasized the most in the exercise and then the intensive, which is um, essentially like a purpose in a way, you know? Um, So we have the qualities being ground contact time. These are the things that would actually help us think about Okay. What is this plyometric? Is it a box jump? Is it a depth jump? Is it a vertical jump? Um, do I need them? Will they help? And, you know, with the ground contact times, um, you know, we're talking about a full landing. We're talking about a half landing quarter. How much time are we spending on the ground? So if we're following, um, the, you know, the textbook way of looking at this and we're only going to do 10 reps of full explosive jumps. Um, our ground contact time is going to be a little bit higher, you know, uh, like it's going to be on the ground longer versus like, you know, something like uh, skipping where you're, you know, moving forward and that's going to be less ground co- contact time. Um, then we have, you know, the force output um, that's going to be you know, how hard you're landing. Um, it's going to be, um, I guess how hot, like if you're doing one of those tests where you're, um, moving the lat, you know, the, um, the marker, uh, 
Oh, okay. Combine yeah. type of testing. Um, and then, you know, there's another quality of plyometrics in general, which is strain on the tissues, right? Like, is this emphasizing a strain on, you know, a tissue? And if you're in a rehab setting, that's a very good question to ask because if your therapist is giving you, whoa. I know, I was wondering if that was you or me. <laughs> that's me. Um, uh, so it, your therapist is giving you potentially uh, ways to adjust your body to get used to hard landings, especially if you've been, immobile around the joint for too long, like an ankles and knee, right? Mm-hmm. In knee rehab, that's a um, whole nother thing we could get into. Right, right. Yeah. Knee rehab, a lot of jump training and a lot of box jumps are in types of knee strengthening programs. Um, I'm thinking about basketball. I'm thinking about soccer and, you know, um, strain on the tissues is a quality of the exercise that can help you or not help you. So that's a whole nother quality to kind of look at. Then we have like another quality, which is like number of repetitions. Is it, you know, this gold standard that I'm trying to give you guys, which is 10, um, or is it, you know, more of a CrossFit thought process where it's like 60 in, right five minutes or right. <laughs> as many as possible. <laughs> um, yikes. And so, you know, those are the kind of things that I would think about if my client asked me mm-hmm. if they need this type of training, those are, you know, that that's just the, um, and then I think we should also mention, you know, another quality of this exercise, which is the, the depth of the mm. box or the, right, box. right, right. Um, And so it's the same, like a step up, like, you know, what, how would you advise someone to look at a step up and, you know, how, um, high they're supposed to step and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. again, I mean, who is the person and (laughs) yeah, Yeah. (laughs) what's the goal? Yeah. So, you know, if our goal for box jumps is, um, for metabolic conditioning, Mm you know, um, yeah. Do we want a 30? So then we have time, we have reps, you know, um, if they're going to do 15 reps, our box can't be too big or high rather. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and also what's interesting is, is there's many different types of boxes available too. Mm -hmm. some that are more forgiving than others. Should you happen to miss the box? Yeah. Yeah. Because that, (laughs) I think that that's a really, like, I, I mean, to me, that's the, my, the biggest, uh, implication, the biggest, poten- one of the biggest potential risks mm-hmm. is like, what happens when you don't make it? Yeah. And who are you? And can you sustain whatever comes from that? Yeah. That has happened to me and I did sprain a finger. So oh, really? That, that's- <laughs> um, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. How did you sprain a finger? Like it, you missed it. it and it just, yeah. Oh, geez. So some of the equipment for box jumps are not boxes at all. Well, they're forms like boxes, but they're soft. Right. Yeah. Right. There's a a problem with them. This is where I hurt myself. Right. Right. Oh, okay. So Um, yeah, you can, I mean, it's better. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't know. It just, was it because it was too squishy or just like it, it, the way that it moved when you didn't make it, it like created a bigger situation. I think that could have happened. Um, the shin might've hit it first that moved it just enough uh, so fast. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and, um, we actually have it on camera. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I was only oh. doing it to, um, film a promo for my course and <laughs> which makes, I'm so, sorry. I'm so laughing funny. at you. <laughs> it is funny. Um, because you know, I was trying, I, 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 it worked out perfectly. And I think it belonged in the, in the promo because, um, you know, when, when we're not thinking for ourselves, we, we can make mistakes and following someone else's rules, we can make mistakes. And essentially I did that. Um, but anyways, (laughs) the, uh, the whole idea here is being able to, um, I don't know, like if, if you're going to use these, 
um, I, I would really encourage people if somebody else is giving you these instructions from afar, they're not giving you personalized instruction on, uh, how many or what to do with the box jump. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I would absolutely follow, um, the, the, like if I'm in a room of athletes, I guess yeah. I would follow that room of that standard that, um, we only have enough ATP to do 10 of these explosive one. Yeah. Like do the best that you can don't quality over quantity type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and- I would always say <laughs> start low, I mean, you know, and progress. Like if that was easy, great, go up a notch, but like, there's no point in starting. <clears throat> yeah. I would, I would even start with just a, we call it, they're called tuck jumps mm. where you kind of start in a squat and you just push yourself up, bring your knees up towards your chest and land. Yeah. Similarly in a squat type of position and well, I, I, you're taking out the box. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the thing with this. Yeah. Like, there's so many different variations yeah. that could be done without a box Yeah. to even if, you know, if it's about starting off with, you know, that. And there is a fear factor. I think for some people, there's like a building of confidence and a fear factor. And I, I, I read something interesting in the NSCA, uh, textbook that said that previous recommendations Mm -hmm. stated that a person's one rep max squat should be one and a half times their body weight before they would start plyometric training. Okay. So which I just think is pretty, yeah. uh, intense. Like, I mean, that means if I'm 150 pounds, that means my mat one rep max has to be 225 on my squat before yeah. I should even consider plyometric training. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it took me a year to get to like a 200 pound squat, to be honest with you safely. Like, yeah. And like, I feel like you're <laughs> an, an athlete, like I, you know, and so they said though, that now it's more, they, they recommend more, uh, like emphasis on technique, like you might not have to, as I mean, if you're a child or, or a younger person yeah. or an older person, like that's, that might, you might never achieve that one rep max spot. So it would be more important to pay attention. And I could, could argue that it'd be more important to pay attention. Like the squat really in and of itself, isn't like the, mm. like, Oh, all of a sudden now you can do two two twenty five or whatever it is. So yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> Now you're automatically you're safe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, um, uh, yeah, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't quite carry over, um, the hip thrusting as, you know, the hip bending and straightening aspect yeah. of it does. Um, but you know, if you're doing these squats and your regular technique is, you know, your heels are always kind of moving around when you're doing your squat I don't know if that's going to carry over to good quality landings. Sure. You know? Like, yeah. 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 And, and right. So that could be a great opportunity to work on um, cleaning up some performance, like technique issues before you would ever go to jumping. But I just know, I mean, like just from uh, dancing, from ballet, like that's a huge part of that is jumping. Mm. Um, and I know when I was training for that, like it, I couldn't have squatted. Yeah a hundred pounds. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so, I just think it's interesting. Like the, the guidelines that sometimes get put out there. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, would, um, I don't, yeah, I, I just think that's an interesting, uh, guideline to put out there. I, I was surprised to read it to be yeah, honest with you. Cause I, I think that would, if we just followed that, that would disqualify a lot of folks from doing that, which also, um, puts a, you know, throws some shade over to this like functional training aspect of it Mm -hmm. and functional training air quotes guys, um, you know, is kind of like a subculture within itself of the fitness industry that emphasizes, you know, what we do in everyday life should be, you know, uh, mimicked in the gym and, you know, when I went down my YouTube rabbit hole for this, I definitely ran into, you know, quote unquote, functional trainers talking about using box squats to increase like your everyday activities and things like that. Mm -hmm. So if you use it in that thought process, and then this NSCA 
you know, guideline, they're completely on other, you know, different yeah. sides of the, um, the continuum here. And, you know, so, wow, like I, I, I wouldn't know, I would definitely not be on either side of that. Like, it's, right, it's right, right, right. Totally. In the middle. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. And like, for me personally, I don't appreciate goals that are imposed on me. Mm. Like, oh, you should be athletic. Mm. you know <laughs> yeah and yeah I, I feel that one deeply yeah. <laughs> and just because like, I yeah I don't yeah I, oh go ahead no I just well so much of the research and the um the things that I'm reading about it's all about kind of athletic performance and like I you were saying um before that it definitely has a place or could have a place with the right person in the right situation and the right um in therapy and there and 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 like reaction time is like those are important things to be training but like the the box jump it seems like such an aggressive I mean I'm seeing people on a more one end of a spectrum you know I'm and if I was working more with athletes who are sort of a little bit more sometimes indestructible than or have a little more uh, or even like in a different age range generally than a lot of the people that I'm working with I'm maybe I would see it differently um but I think so much more of the population is in on this in, in a in a different space. Mm. Even if they want to like, um, even if they have athletic pursuits, they may still not be in training to be a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very a much smaller percentage of the population. Yeah. So yeah, people. Um, you know to use these or not, uh, you know, I, I say we had, like, we went through a lot of risk assessment right here. That's what you just heard. Um, (laughs) it's it's an intense conversation. Like there are so many different facets (laughs) and so like so many different like ways to explore it, which is, makes it very interesting, Yeah, but also very hard to be like, this is what you should do. And not that we would ever say that, but it's such a unique to each individual's kind of a situation. Yeah. No, I, um, yeah, no, I don't have a lot of, uh, go get them type of, you know, um, anecdotes here for you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> go get them tiger. Um, right. you know, like that, you know, that's actually my advice for the box jump. Go get them. Right. Go, get them <laughs> go, have, go have fun with that. Um, yeah. Cause it's, uh, you know, cause even in, um, if I think about where my goals are now, right. um, which my goals personally are now around uh, health of my my microbiome and exercise. Like I do not have a physique goal. I don't have um, a weight goal, anything finite in that way. Right. But I do have measurements of this microbiome. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Um, and but you know the thing is is i know that um when we expose ourselves to heat mm. which this is where plyometrics can come mm. into the conversation about the everyday exercise for um you know someone who is well conditioned right let's just say conditioned to work out and um, because, you know, your, your body builds up heat basically during high intensity exercise. Mm-hmm. And that's where this box jump could be a possibility mm-hmm. for me. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are probably 60 other ideas I have before I go to a box jump, especially after my finger sprain. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that stays with a person. You know, I want all my fingers. I need them. Well, especially for what you do. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't great. You and, and Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, and that's what a lot of like how I have in the past determined, like, am I willing to risk mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. Yeah. for, you know, my goal, whatever my current goal happens to be? Mm. Um, you know, and I think this like really folds in nicely to the conversation we had a few days ago about being an athlete or mm-hmm. what is an athlete? What is right, right, right. Yeah. You know, because um, the rationale for using this, using box jumps in our training, it sounds like most of it comes back down to sport for me. If, if, if you're going to have a strong case for using them, I think 
there's there's probably a sport involved. That yeah that, yeah that. yeah yeah I see because right it would just be easy enough to take away the box yeah. and have a different variation that wouldn't be um, so potentially injurious. And, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and you know, if we go back to our first episode, like, you know, frog pumps and peach pumps, <laughs> um, you know, if we're talking about like getting a good glute pump, I mean, a little plyometric set right after, you know, doing um, a contrast, uh, which would be something like a squat or a hip mm-hmm. abduction machine where you're biasing the glutes, take squat out of that, uh, a leg press, or a hip abduction machine. And then you have, you know, 20 seconds of explosive type of hip extension motions. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, when yeah. you talk about fra- a pump, like, right. That's right. where I'm going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and like, that's the thing too, right? Like I have, I've been thinking about this a lot, like the sensations I really want to return to, like what makes me want to keep training on a regular basis. And it's because I enjoy the sensations, but then there are sensations I do not enjoy. Mm. And I don't want to return to them. Mm. And if somebody said, well, this is all I have to offer you for exercise, I'd be like, that does not work for me. I, I don't want, and not even that I wouldn't try, but I'd be like, I just like, that doesn't feel good. I don't want to do that. Cause I love the other sensation so much. You know, it feels yeah. so good when it's like appropriately pumpy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. Hashtag appropriately pumpy. Oh my God. That might, that might um, be a thing. <laughs> I, 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 I will totally, yes, be on board with that. Um, our good friend and colleague, Gigi, did bring up an interesting point that I, because we were talking about the risk and benefit of exercise and Um, and the potential, like in CrossFit, like there's a, you know, it's kind of a thing like the box bite to get like sort of your shin scraped and that stuff. And, and, and my point, my, you know, cause I was like, oh, well, that doesn't seem like it's worth the, and he said, for some people, you know, that really might be though, to be a part of a community, to be like, kind of like a badge of honor, sort of like an initiation into a community Mm. like that, that might actually very much be, um, that worth yeah. Social scrapes. Yeah. Um, social status, what social currency. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Which is, yeah. which is fair. You know, if I'm somebody who is healthy enough to recover from that and, you know, I think yeah. that's a really interesting point that I hadn't thought about. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. Like, um, that makes so much sense. And I think that's a really good little place to leave it based yes. on, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now for something a little bit more juicy, (laughs) no more rotten peaches. Um, (laughs) So uh, we, you know, throwing it back, having fun with some nostalgia here, uh, step aerobics. I love this topic. (laughs) What comes to mind? What came to mind when I, okay. uh, so I used to be <laughs> a big step aerobics fan. Um, I remember, so like Jen Miller had like a Reebok step, step Reebok. And I would do that in my parents' family room. And yeah, when I was like 13, 14 years old. Yeah, nice. um, uh, and so I, I was actually like looking her up. She comes up in my legends of fitness book as, and what was so interesting to me was um, she created it sort of like based or the story is that because she had an injury, an overuse injury. And so she was told by a physical therapist to step up onto a milk crate, <laughs> which is like, and so she was like, well, this is boring, but then put it to music and make created like a, which there's like a lot to explore there if we wanted to. Hmm. But what was so interesting is I Googled her and she's still around uh-huh. and she's just developed or recently developed a, a new kind of step oh. called the Kush. <laughs> which is spelled like marijuana <laughs> except there's an extra s so it's like k-u-s-s-h uh-huh. and it's cushiony okay. it's a cushiony step which okay. again there's a lot that could be unpacked there if one would want to unpack it I mean how cool is like the relevance here of what we just talked about and this Yes. That's so cool. That's so cool. I didn't even, I, I didn't even put that together before, but yeah, they're both boxes. They're both like, did you do that on purpose? I totally didn't no. even think about that. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, some of the podcast topics come from 
me being such an extrovert and this is how I motivate myself is to say out loud, I'm going to do it. And then I go, okay. like, that's kind of, I wonder that, if I can do, I try that. Cause I'm so, yeah, but I love that. Okay. I'm, I'm so extroverted that that's what, that's how I motivate myself. Is that's just, smart. I just claim it. And then I just, and then I do it. Figure out how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to be on the podcast. It has to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> for yeah, you somebody guys. else has to hear it. Yeah. For you guys. <laughs> and then I do it. Yeah. That's um, cool. So yeah. yeah but, well, Step aerobics. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind was Reebok. And yeah. I did also look up the history of it and found, uh, Jen, 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 Jen Miller. Jen. Um, and yeah. And now that I've come back to it as something fun for me and, you know, it's so cool for me, um, as someone who has had multiple knee surgeries and really has, uh, created my whole career on kind of solving my own problems, which is early onset arthritis of the knees. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I can do cardio for my own health and participate and do step aerobics is honestly, it feels so good, you guys. And that is something I consider my own achievement. And, you know, um, Actually, a few when before this post, I did a interview with Chris Verdi that created the Core Restore Training System, and you know he's one of those influential people that has helped me achieve that goal too. So shout out to that episode. That's very um, cool. Then yeah, what so, an awesome achievement. So yeah, feel thank you. Like you can do all of these things that you yeah yeah. So step aerobics for me is a celebration. It's fun. Um, it's a it's a little bit sweaty. Like I definitely sweat more if I'm measuring like the exercise, right? Um, for you know the the cardio aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, I sweat more when I run. You know, okay. I sweat more in the sauna. But it is it includes like a brain puzzle because there's agility mm. involved. That's yeah. Yeah, it includes um, kind of. I would also call it agility for like my ankles. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's an interesting aspect to it. The biggest difference now for me is the Reebok step was really high compared to, yeah. Well, and they have, I mean, do you have a step right now where you can modify it? Like either different levels or you could sort of like turn the bottoms around and get into different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I actually have the old step, you know, with the you know, they look like different risers or something. Yeah. With the risers. Okay. And, um, but when I, when I, I remember using a Reebok step, it was, it was, yeah. it's much bigger. Um, okay. then I only use one riser now okay. and that suits that that's it's, it's the right amount for me. I don't okay. need to take it a bit higher. Cause you know, I still get, I still have clients that blame some of their problems on step mm-hmm. in the nineties. They're mm-hmm. like, I went too far. And- right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and I will say my last step experience <laughs> was not a positive one, uh-huh. but it wasn't because I got injured. Um, I, it was at a crunch here in New York city, like back in, I want to say 19 or probably like 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. And in New York city, there are so many dancers and well, um, uh, very aware and able, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. people. So the step classes were very, like, if you didn't know what you were doing, you were just completely lost, like good luck trying to catch up or like, look like, a com- and I was just standing there watching everybody else. And I was like, I'm never going back and taking this again. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the advantages of coming back to it is I do it on YouTube. <laughs> no, when I love like that. A great way to do right. So if you don't understand, you can go back and look at the the steps again, the choreography. And mm-hmm. but I like that you said that about the brain puzzle because it is like sometimes you get so in, um, interested in like remembering where you're supposed to go and mm-hmm. what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. That in a way you kind of forget a little bit that you're like doing this. Yep, exactly. Workout. Yeah, and I only need that once a week. I know some yeah. people kind of build that into every workout they do. And mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily on board with like calling that healthy, sure. but, um, I am on board for, you know, you like using just a different tactile, you know, thing for me, you know, and, um, it helps, 
me mentally as well, because I am, I can be so work oriented when I'm working out. Okay. Um, and that can be that, and yeah, that can be a problem. So I'm just, sure. <laughs> um, I, I love really you guys. I love the podcast, <laughs> but, um, some of my workouts aren't fully for me sometimes. That's what mm. it feels like. Mm. So I'm much better at separating than I used to be. Um, especially when I was in like the strength and conditioning space, but, um, you know, not like, yeah, the step aerobics is a celebration for me. So, um, you know, when we think about like the nineties nostalgia, I do think about like what, like that crowded class and, you know, um, the intensity when I looked back, um, is, was a, it was a, a lot of, you know, ego driven kind of, um, you know, I guess classes, like the whole tempo of it was, you know, driven to, um, push, push, push. They use a lot of those like types of terms. Um, and you know, I kind of like this, um, light dancey approach that the woman I, uh, watch on YouTube. And I also saw a version of step aerobics, (laughs) I will find it. I looked for it last night to send to you. Uh, but it is a combination of actual step, you know, like the historical black colleges, like, Oh, step. okay. It's a combination wow. of that with step that's, aerobics. That's really cool. Uh, it's fascinating. And they put it on, huh. they put it on their Instagram all the time. And okay. I, it's like, you know, when you want to find something, you're like, I can't remember that name. Yeah, totally. You know? Yes. Yeah. If you find it though, I was definitely, that yeah. That would be really cool. Cause it's so fun to watch. It's also like in Atlanta. It was one of those places I, I found it during like COVID and I was like, Oh, <laughs> like they're just like in it. Like there was a lot yeah. of people and it, they are all in sync and it is amazing. <laughs> That's so fun. And I love people, you know, that, um, like using what's unique to them to mm-hmm. like enjoy yeah. exercise. And like you said, like it's a celebration, you know, That's the best kind of exercise is when it feels happy and celebratory and yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's what I'll do for my, my, so I'm like 39 and a half, like right now. So maybe that's what this upcoming big birthday will be. It'll be like a whole, you have to dress up. <laughs> that would be so fun. A step party. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing leg warmers and a leotard and a headband, sweatband, and I don't yeah. care what anyone says about it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what this is. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be fun. <laughs> or maybe it's just a party in general. It doesn't have to be a birthday. <laughs> well, um, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, that's what I kind of look for um, in step. So, you know, uh, I'm really, you know, happy where we took that. I think again, like, do you have anything to add? I I thought it was a really interesting conversation. There are so many different directions that could, like, if we really honed in on one specific aspect, I'm sure we could have just done a podcast just on once. So, um, but I think it was a great, like overall take on it Mm -hmm. and offered a lot of different perspectives and different situations. So, I mean, I feel really good about that. Um, Yeah. 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 So yeah. Thank you guys for, uh, if you're here, if you're listening this far, um, (laughs) you know, that was, um, not, a. you know, it sounds so simple just to say box jumps, but it, it really isn't. And that, that was a pretty intense conversation. And like, you know, like Meredith said, there's so many perspectives and variables and, if you have anything in that conversation that you want us to come back to, yeah, let us know. That that would be awesome. Actually. That would be so great. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And just to recap, you know, um, yes, that was a complex exercise uh conversation about one exercise. Um, there's a lot of literature to look onto this exercise, which is not typical in our field. Mm. That one type of exercise has this much research on it. Um And then secondly, uh, our step aerobics, you know, we're talking, you know, (laughs) it's, it's a big, the the big box conversation, I guess what this is called. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Be sure to reach out on Instagram so that you can let us know if you want to learn more about something, if you want us to take on a certain topic and, uh, or if you just are enjoying the show and you want, um, you want to just say hi, I would love that. So Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz on Instagram and Meredith is Meredith underscore Mac on Instagram. And of course you'll find the podcast at think fit, be fit podcast. Dot com. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Thank you. special shout out and thank you to our music man Darren O'Brien of Activity Partners he composed this just for this awesome show you can check him out at darrenpatrickobrien.com or click on his website in our show notes thanks again see you next week